that was really it. We didn't have it. Oh, Tennessee in the 90s. And then now it's Georgia and Florida. Those four teams are always going to be in the top 15 until one of them chokes. And then nine times out of 10, and I will say in recent years, Kentucky too, they get up there. And at the end of the year, you see an SEC team who plays a, plays an ACC, plays a big 10, plays a Pac 12 and just demoralizes them in a bowl game. If everybody plays. Which it's the same, it's the same thing yeah. here. Like the AFC is so strong, dog. Like we already went over the AFC West. It's four Pro Bowl quarterbacks. But it's gonna three be a, it'll it will balance out. Somebody will want out, somebody will be mad. It, it's one thing for sure. Somebody not gonna be okay with losing. Somebody gonna be fourth in there in that division, and they're not gonna it, be happy about it. You mean fourth in the conference? Because, oh, you're talking about AFC West. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's the Raiders. I mean, that's, that's, we'll get, we'll get into that, but it is, it yeah. is the Raiders. But we're getting into our, <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, you know how disrespectful it is to phonetically sound out you being the worst team in your car. <laughs> Raiders. Say it with me R A I D E R S. Raiders. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. Why would you Even do that? Even though they age? got Devontae Adams, but the set is still, the same thing. So we'll we'll get into the football segment, but we really wanted to take this pregame and just say as as it sucks that it happened, it had to happen. But hey man, salute to Matt Ryan, greatest Falcons quarterback ever. If you dispute it, then you are foolish. Um he balanced out a franchise that was pretty much in disarray after the Michael Vick situation the dog fighting situation and made us relevant and took us all the way to the super bowl for 15 years you can't, can't really ask for much i mean out of 32 teams there is one champion multiply that by 15 you have 15 divided by 32 times 15 is your percentage of winning a super bowl and i will and give you had this. so much turnover with offensive coordinators, coaches, everybody. Awful offensive lines, and you've had to either deal with Drew Brees or Tom Brady your entire career. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Really, Drew Brees. That's that's who you had to. But when you think you're finna get a break, as soon as you think, maybe I have an opportunity to turn the corner, touchdown Tom comes to your neighborhood, knocks on your door and says, hey, I'm here now. Oh, and everybody who I want will come to this team. Hey, you've been a good soldier, Matt. We appreciate you. Freddie Freeman, we appreciate you. Deshaun Watson, hey, you're a venture capitalist right now. You're just raising money. I get it. Mercenary. Good luck, by the way, because you you got a target on your back. Oh, man. (laughs) Whatever my first offer was has tripled. I know how much money he got over there. I saw it. They posted it. It's guaranteed. I'll wait one year. I don't even want my money now. I want to let you get your money going first. So, um, I mean, it's yeah. been a crazy fallout, man, and we'll get to that in our football segment. But we really wanted to just take time and kind of discuss the Matt Ryan trade. I mean, and we'll get more in depth into it when we talk about the movement that happened as the fallout of the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, but we are a strong and resilient fan base. 
Ooh, the we, are, know, we, we are strong and resilient fans, you and I. Our fan hey. base is not strong and resilient at all. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was trying to have a moment of optimism, Reggie. Tell God. the truth, man. Tell the truth, though. And he came right on in here like a person in Central Station got stomped out. Damn. <laughs> um, but yes, before I was so eloquently interrupted, we are a strong, resilient fan base. We will be back. We are still World Series champions. Um, we are still the absolute best team in baseball. And until you take the trophy, shut up. Because that's all we got. Well, I got yep. Georgia, but you know. I have nothing. My life is crumbling, <laughs> crumbling. And Trey Young is Trey Young once again at unprecedented levels. Yeah. Well, let's do it, man. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned. We are now going to go straight into the Around the League edition of episode 49 entitled When It All Falls Down. Stay tuned. Peace. Preaching about me dying. Preaching about my son on the cross. Hey. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Dearly departed and deceased. Yeah, yo. Yellow tape and white sheets. White sheets. Yo. Six feet underneath us. I'll, I'll dead you. Yo. I'll dead you. Rest in peace. Finally having conversations in a mirror. Started looking at myself instead of blaming all my niggas' work. Yeah. Or try to change up for a difference. Or speak about the way that you've been living. They say don't have regrets. You can't erase the things you did when you was younger. Now the suspect is about to play the victim. Remember the cold, old evil you. When you was too busy to see that your bro needed you. Rest in peace, rest in peace. Dearly departed in the seas, yeah. Yellow tape and white sheets. Six feet underneath Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 49 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition, entitled When It All Falls Down. And it I'm might need to be named, <laughs> it might need to be named the damn audacity. Let me tell you that. One of us is real audacious and imagine you wake up from that with audacity boy so uh i am your co apparently i'm your audacious co-host reggie and well rested by the way <laughs> hey my i know how to play in my day boy yo we i swear to god we will go off the rails right here <laughs> yeah well if somebody tell you i'll be ready in an hour and then they text you back an hour and a half oh i was asleep then you're gonna tell me you know how to plan out your day oh i mm -hmm. but my name is christopher paul norwood the first i am your fan <laughs> hey we it's sauce on this today baby we are going through Hell, well, let me go ahead and tell you right now. Let me, let me tell you, congratulations. Um, didn't know that you had a second on the way. No, so. <laughs> you know, you just gotta every, everything start with one before you get, get to two. You had to have what one, let me so yeah, that's what we call manifestation. So when you see 
a random baby. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You said Boy, it. I, I almost made a joke, but I'm like, you know what? I yeah, no. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No. I, the joke is there. No, 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 no. We're happy to see you guys. Clearly, we have the giggles because shit is falling apart. Matt Ryan doesn't play for Laugh the Falcons anymore. Freddie Freeman does not play for the Braves anymore. Deshaun Watson never played for the Falcons. Uh, and John Collins' foot has fallen off, and his hand looks like he's an alien. And I don't know what the hell Trey is doing. Um, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, this is the Noah was getting upset. This is the Around the League edition where we actually talk about everything going on um, around the league, not just Atlanta sports. It's just Atlanta sports has been the center of the sports world in the NFL for the last couple of days. Uh, first, we're going to start off with our HBCU segment. Uh, we got a couple of things we want to talk about here. Um, Once again, you know, got to talk about Dion. Shout out to Jackson State. Seems like Dion has them making all the right moves. Uh, they decided to name their tunnel that leads to the field from the football locker room, the paper route tunnel, to endorse and pay tributes to slang rapper Young Dolph. Uh, he was very influential and came to Jackson State multiple times to speak to the team on behalf uh, at Dion's request. And they had a great working relationship, a great relationship. It wasn't just working, a great relationship. And Dolph was always about motivation, motivating the kids. Uh, so this is pretty dope, man. Yes. And if you listen to the Splash Cash 12 pack and the music that I select, you understand that I am a fan of the double and triple entendre. I think the naming the football tunnel, considering that Dion is handing out NILs to everybody on his team, the paper route tunnel is fitting. Mm -hmm. uh, it's great as they got the number one recruit who has multiple NILs and his family has recruits as uh, that recruits his sons and daughter have NIL. So shout out to Jackson state, always making the right move. And what happens when you make the right move and invest in your program, other people's take notice. So Jackson state will be the first team HBCU team to have their spring game on national TV on ESPN, uh, ESPNU. Normally that's reserved for, your division one premier schools, 50, yes. top 10, top 10, I yes. would say top 10 schools. They don't really show everybody. Maybe no, the SEC I mean, they have their own network. Yes. The SEC will show, but you don't get to see all of the ACC. You, get a, ACC. you get a decent amount of blue and orange games. What do y'all, I don't even know what y'all call y'all's game. Red and black game, maybe? Black and red, black and red. Uh, I don't know if y'all yeah, have no, been on there. SEC, the SEC network shows all the spring games. The ACC network shows all the spring games. The Big Ten oh, network the shows all the spring games. But HBCUs are not on there on anything. No. So the fact that they're on national TV now is pretty dope. And the fact that Dion is – plus, when you when you get the top recruits, everybody's going to want to see him. Hey, 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 and, and watch it. Go watch it. And if you're not even going to watch it, just cut your TV on. Yeah, man, got to just just stream it. Do whatever you got to. Just just hey, make same sure thing with our podcast. Support it. Just play it in the background. Whatever it is, support. Unfollow. Follow. Oh, yes, N until the world hears it. And yes, support Jackson State too. Shameless plug. Splash cast here. 
Yeah, man. So shout out to Dion. Shout out to Jackson State. Uh, uh, doing big things. Moving on, man. It's been March Madness. Been March Madness. We're gonna talk about more uh, of the news in the basketball segment, but we had to highlight because it's HBCU in the round of sixty-six. Uh, the the play-in round is what they call it. Texas Southern beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi. That's a big deal for any HBCU to win a game. Um, they ended up getting eliminated in the second round. I mean, in the first round, they had to play Baylor, which is the defending national champion, which I always have a problem with when they make the HBCU always play the defending national champion or a powerhouse ass team. Shout out to Howard girls. That's the reason you should just <laughs> fight them, fight them, get right in there. And be like, oh, you was that dude who punched everybody at Baylor that time. Yeah. So, but they did beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And we always, we always highlight with HBCUs win. So shout out to Texas A&M. They've had a good program for a long time down there in the SWAC. And it looks like it's going to get better and better. Yes. I, as a person who frequents that university in my free time, I support it. Yeah. 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 Moving on, man. Moving on. Randolph Ross. Your boy. Randolph Ross, he was on the men's in North Carolina AT men's track team that ended up going to the Olympics, the four by four, or was it four by one? Four by one. Uh, he also went into the Olympics in an individual team, individual as well. He does indoor and outdoor track. And he, uh, he kicks has, ass. He has now been named the indoor track star. Uh, no, that's his name. Randolph Ross, men's Southeast region track athlete of the year. I apologize. Correct. The men's Southeast region track athlete of the year. This means that he's fast. Third than everybody else. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Faster than everybody else. Um, A&T has not so quietly put together one of the better not just HBCU sports oh, programs, no. national one of the better national all-around sports programs in the nation, especially when it comes to success of the football team, the success of the track team. Yes. Um, so shout out to AT, keep doing what you're doing. We heard a little birdie that said that y'all might be trying to come back to them. Somebody the Miak trying to get y'all to come back. Swack trying to get y'all to join. Texas, I bet you they are. <laughs> everybody trying to get y'all. Um, it, it, it looks like it's going to be one large HBCU conference, which if it goes that way, then you'll have your own HBCU playoff, uh, which I'm not opposed to. But that's nope, not at all. Um, but shout out, to, shout out to Randolph Ross. Salute to you, sir. Uh, keep doing your thing. And I'm sure you're not going to be the only one. I'm sure they'll have multiple, multiple athletes to win uh, athlete of the year in male and female track and other sports going forward because they pretty much have a factory going on right now. Uh, let's close out. Go ahead. No, let's close out with FAMU here. FAMU. FAMU now. They look like, all right, now, we're not going to let y'all outdo us. We came from the MEAC. Y'all said we weren't going to be great, all that stuff. And we came in second in our division. We only came in second because it was our first game, and we lost by three points to Jackson State. Like, we put players in the league, too. We got players in the combine, money. and they got they money. money. FAMU has the largest HBCU alumni 
and they are donating. Dion, mm-hmm. like you said, high tide raises all ships. Everybody else is seeing what happens when you spend money and donate to your school's athletic organization. The money then goes to the school as well because Jackson State has been uh, upgrading a lot of their campus. So shout out to FAMU. They are now the first HBCU with an entire recovery cooler. Um, it is equipped with uh, cold tubs, cryogenic chambers, uh, which don't AB yourself. <laughs> Do not AB yourself. Wear socks. <laughs> like, but maybe a whole shoe. But it has, it has all of the everything that you see players do now. The especially the cryogenic chamber, where you go in there and it just makes it extremely cold uh, to heal. It's one of those things that LeBron James and Chris Paul use for their longevity over the years. That they've implemented. Tom Brady uses it. Um, and you already said he's like, you know, 50, 45, however old he is. A trillion. Uh, <laughs> so aging uh, backwards. Benjamin the, Button. The fact that FAMU and the thing that normally separates your division one power schools is the money, because then the money allows you for better facilities. The fact that FAMU is now getting some of the equipment that the larger schools are using, same with Jackson State. Same with Grambling now. It's a big deal. So now when they say, well, we got the best facilities, like, no, you don't really. I mean, we coming up too now. So shout out to them. You have a facility, but we on the (laughs) way. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And fam, you quietly as kept is getting a lot of athletes as well. And this was just, everybody's noticing. Everybody's noticing. Also fam, you shout out to fam, you, they actually are going to increase their digital footprint with, uh, with Twitter um so they are partnering with twitter to increase their digital footprint all over social media uh which again will drive donations drive up uh enrollment drive up facilities just general engagement engagement that's the word general engagement so when 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 all of this happens we make sure to highlight it and when y'all see it happening remember um this is what happens when you give southern this is what happens when you give hampton this is what happens when you give South Carolina State, South Carolina State. I'm looking at y'all, Big Mama. She'll be upset at the conditions that y'all left it in. Make sure y'all give if you if you are from South Carolina, you got ties to South Carolina. I do. I've already donated. Y'all make sure y'all donate to South Carolina State. They are putting out athletes at an unprecedented rate. And imagine if they had the facilities and the backing that they used to have. It would be amazing. With that being said, man, we come to the end of our HBCU segment of episode. No, we did not. 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 We're going to take a moment here and ask everyone under the sound of my voice to go to homedepot.com. Please go. Please go to retool your school and please vote for the Hampton University. I want you to hear me clearly. Cause I don't want you to mess this up. And I feel like you have the propensity to mess this up. Please go to Hampton university and please cast your vote. Cause we need to retool the school. Thank you. <laughs> and good night. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, make sure y'all retool the school. Uh, the information will be in the description. Uh, when y'all see this, make sure you go vote, make sure you go vote, make sure you go vote.
uh, now that we've come to the end of the HBCU segment, we're now going to move on to our NBA segment where everybody's scoring a million points a game. There were some can't, there are some clashes of MVPs over the last couple of weeks that were interesting. And now injuries are starting to take over in the NBA as we get to the end of the season. Y'all stay tuned. And somehow the Sixers are beating the Heat. No Embiid, no Harden. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 49 of the Splashcast, the Around the League edition. We are now going to get into our NBA news around basketball, as well as news around March Madness. Got a couple things we're going to talk about there as well. Let's go right into the NBA, because everybody's scoring 50 points. Every night. Y'all remember when they used to, like, play defense and stop people and, you know, just not just give up a half of a hundred every night. I mean, and it's people scoring a hundred. It's people scoring 50. There's the, the typical people. You got LeBron, right? Kyrie. Wait, I, this is a shot. This is a shot. This is a, sh- this is a Reggie Davis quick scope. I know who you're talking about. Go ahead and say it. So I can be like, Oh, this is the guy who you're talking about. Well, if you already know who I'm talking about, then you know what I'm about to say is true. So, I mean, you got Kyrie, you got they're scoring 60. You got LeBron scoring 50 on multiple nights. We also going to talk about how LeBron, we talked about earlier, how you have to score 50 points. That has to suck as a 37-year-old guy on a team that I have to score 50 points because if I don't, we don't win. You don't have a – no, not that you don't win. You don't have a chance to win. Because you've scored 50 and lost, too. Like – which is probably even more infuriating. That boy lost to the <laughs> sauce god Kyle Kuzma. Rest in peace. When you get trashed out, all right, we, I was going to, we got, okay. You got trashed out by Kyle Kuzma and said you should have kept me. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma. Hey, man, he's a good player against regular people. That's that one. He's a regular player like, against NBA play, play people. We, we could have really made something. You don't get out of here. No, we could It's never going to work between me and you. Ever. I didn't even like you that much. You oh made this God. way more than it was. Same thing with you, God, Guzma. Find this dope. Find that dope. But you're only a good player on a mediocre team. <laughs> so who else scored 60? Jason Tatum. I feel like Jason Tatum has been on right at superstar. Like he's star superstar and he's right there, but it's just, he's in Boston and Boston. They need a more complete team, which they are doing very well. Now that they're playing defense, the, but the Boston Celtics are, I am, I like to say that I can kind of forecast how a team season is going to go and what I believe. And I'm typically pretty right now. The Falcons, of course, I mean, not the Falcons, Jesus. No, the Hawks are in the process of embarrassing me, which they specialize in doing. And the Celtics are in the process of, of embarrassing me. Um, I said that this is a two man team and they didn't stand a chance. And they're standing a chance with the two man team. They are. And but they but the thing is, Udoka has them playing defense. What's that, Reggie? 
something that the Hawks don't know how to do. Well, one player on the Hawks doesn't know how to do. But what they're doing is it's impressive because not only are they playing defense, Jason Tatum, when they they finally put him at the three and not the four. Oh, yeah. And he is playing out of his mind. And they are sure as hell not a power forward. No, that's and that's how you're getting killed against John Collins. So um, now they also have benefited from playing some teams that have had a lot of injuries. Um, they don't have the most difficult schedule, but they did just blow out the Nuggets, and we bet on them, and they beat them bad. We, you got to beat the teams. That's that's what we ask of the Hawks. Beat the beat the guys in front of you, man. Mm-hmm. But um, other players that scored, we said Kyrie scored sixty on like. 80% shooting or something stupid like that. Oh, he put on a shooting clinic. <laughs> With no KD, one. he came out there and just destroyed uh, who did the Orlando play? Magic. The Orlando, well, yeah, you know, Orlando Magic, who nobody on that team can guard him. So, but I mean, and then just, hey, yeah, I'm done. I'm done kicking their ass by myself. Um, hey, Steve Nash, I tell you, we didn't need a coach, so I'm going to sub myself out. Subbed himself out. Said, you know what? I don't need. I ain't even really gonna try to get to eighty or hundred. I, I he probably could have gotten about seventy or eighty. I'm proving my point here. <laughs> Another person that's been on fire, uh, who's been trying to shake that moniker of being soft, is Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and he scored sixty, and he had like thirty six after like a quarter and a half. I was looking to see if I had some Charmin or boy still soft. I mean, I, he, he is who I, you know, who I believe that we think he is a very good offensive talent. Soft as Charmin. Yeah. Uh, what are we playing the Spurs? He's playing the Spurs and he didn't get, they didn't, they didn't have anybody to stop him. Jakob Pertle. Oh, tell I me more. Was, about I'm pretty sure he was out. So they had I'm like at, no sin. Yeah. <laughs> so he was just, I mean, going coast to coast. And after a while, it's like, okay, can he really do this? Yes, he can. Show me, show me what he can do in the playoffs. And I don't want to hear he doesn't have a team because he has D'Angelo Russell, he has Anthony Edwards, and him. So, and then finally, this is the person that I was talking about earlier that I did not That's see. That's where I've been coming. waiting on. He didn't see it coming. Sadiq Bay for the Detroit Pistons just almost I don't traded, know. almost traded Sadiq Bay. Yeah, they almost got him out of there. I don't know who or what he, what pregame he took supplement, what Michael Jordan secret sauce. Hey, uh, prepare for that the, drug test. <laughs> no, they, or you, you went and consulted with Larry Bird on how to shoot, but he went like, he hit like 12 threes, in, no, 10 threes in a row before he missed. And he ended up going like 12 of 20 from three. Right after. Right after the post-game interview, hey, man, step over here. That gentleman there is going to ask you to pee in the cup. You know, just want to make sure that everything is on the up and up. Be prepared he, for it. He played out of his mind. Um, and everybody's in awe of all these players scoring. And, and then you had, this is just a 50 and above. There were multiple games of people scoring 49. 40s. 48, 46. We're almost in like an offensive revolution right now. Or evolution, I should say. Um, Or just nobody playing defense. Nobody's playing defense, but the skill level, it seems has to have elevated to me. 
Do you think the skill level has, has, has elevated or there are more players more interested in, all right, just score and give me the basket. Let me go see if I can score on you. I think the ability of players to score has that paired with the lack of defense. So where you have more players that are 6'11", 6'10", playing the three, the four, the five. You have Kevin Durant playing the two through five, right? You have players like that. And now you got even younger players that are coming in the league. Every player that comes in the league is like 6'7", Seven one playing the oh, point yeah. four. Everybody's a point forward now, but so the skill level is just out of this world. Who are your lockdown guys now? That used to be a legitimate thing of players who were also all stars. You're not the gonna guys, have lockdown defense though. You're not gonna have that with the way the rules are set up. Even the rule changes. You're not gonna have that. You can't even hand check. Okay, so I still believe. I guess the last two guys that you like really consider putting in that category. They both hurt, so it don't. My argument Oof. doesn't look the same. Kawhi and Paul George, they both top tier defenders. Yeah, Kawhi. And, yeah, yeah. But it's just there's no emphasis on defense anymore, and defense I ain't gonna get stay. You paid. But it will win you basketball games. I ain't. I'm not gonna upset myself today after we've already lost Matt Ryan, Freddie Freeman. Um, congratulations to everybody scoring 100 points. Like the game is on 2K on rookie. Uh, and we'll just see how this goes. Eventually, of course, they're also scoring. Wow, Rudy Gay. I didn't know you could still do that. Uh, they're scoring, and it's the end of the season. You have a lot of injuries. So it's very rare that teams are playing other teams at full strength. You won't see too many 50-point games once you get to the last five games of the season which really is when the playoffs really – the playoffs started for a lot of teams, but for the whole conference, that's when the playoffs start. And then once you get in the playoffs, you ain't going to see no 50-point game. You'll see somebody get hurt before you see a 50-point game. That many. Oh, you um, mean like they hurt Steph? <laughs> got Steph. Speaking of uh, speaking of um, injuries, let's go to the Warriors. Let's I go won't. to the Warriors. No, no. Why, that was a good one. Wiseman had a setback. He's no longer – he was supposed to come back. They were hoping that by the end of the month or by the end of the year. Doesn't look like it. Steph Curry's out indefinitely after he had the LeBron injury like Solo where Marcus Smart was diving for the ball, hit his ankle. Steph ended up limping to the locker room, high ankle sprain, four- to six-week injury. That's unfortunate. They were just – you just just knew they were about to get it together. They finally got Clay back. As soon as you get Clay and Draymond back, you lose Steph. And the thing about it is Kerr was mad at Marcus Smart for going for the basketball, but Marcus Smart for everything that he is and was coming out of college, hothead, ready to fight. When he got into the league, it's not like he's a dirty player. He's never been a dirty player. He's been a really good defensive player and a nuisance. And you get mad at him, and then he's ready to fight you when you get mad at him. He's never been a dirty player. I think Steve Kerr was just pissed off because we finally were hitting our stride and getting healthy. And now. And you, that dive, anytime you, but it's good effort. It's just tricky. It's tricky. But mm-hmm. yeah, whatever it is, he hurt. You can't, yep. I mean, you can be as mad as you want to about it now. It's over. Yeah, man. Um, and then we had 
last year, we I mean last week, we had a few, we had a couple games that were some had some milestones and some just had some really good matchups. The Mavs versus the Nets was a great game. KD versus Luka. Both played out of their mind. KD talked a lot of trash to Spencer Dinwiddie. Then Spencer Dinwiddie hit the game winning shot and dapped everybody up. That was a great game. Whole lot one, big dog. I hit the game winner on my team. Y'all traded me. That's completely fine. Now I'm unbothered. Just over here with Luca doing doing what he does, everything. Unstoppable. Is there not yeah. a soul that can stop Luca from, from assisting on every pass, getting every rebound, and scoring every point? No. Ah, uh, Kawhi. I think and DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter yeah. gives him a lot of issues. DeAndre Hunter gives him a lot of issues. Kawhi gives him it. a lot of issues. DeJounte Murray is a pest to him. He just he's he's bigger than DeJounte Murray. But um that game was awesome to watch. Uh KD is just he he's he's amazing. And Luca is too. Um then we had the battle of MVP candidates and Embiid Elijah Wan versus Joker. And Joker, they both played well, but Joker was doing some stuff like the no-look passes. The... His footwork. His footwork is so impeccable. Like that one I sent y'all in the group where he does the left, right, spin around. Up and, and under. Just, <laughs> and you're just, <laughs> I don't care what type. Now, see, that, you don't have defense for that. Dancing Bro, there. If I if I kill your first move and your second move and your third move is an up and under, all right, um, we, I'm gonna get on, we get on back on defense. I mean, on offense to see if we can score because, coach, I'm out. That's what I'm, I was I'm, saying. I'm but. okay with watching tape on that because you know how sometimes you get cooked and you be like, oh, you got cooked. <laughs> hey, coach, what you expect me to do? Only thing I can do then is tackle him. <laughs> this is how you play defense without fouling. Yes, he got the bucket, but this was great awareness yeah. by him. Like, it's almost like, what can you do? And this is what I was saying when I was like, Cry. is it where, <laughs> is it, it's a combination of no defense, but the fact that players are evolving. Like, Giannis running the break. Joker running the break, doing no-look passes. And those are consistently. two different. Those are two different, like, polar opposites. You just don't know what to do with a dude who can stride three times and be from one end of the one court, to the the court to another. Dog, free where to where am I supposed to stand? And how many times do you think I'm going to stand there and let him ice me? Ain't no way. You defense on him because he's going to get a foul. Man, it's like... You, you think this Nigerian, you think I'm going to let him Christian Okoye me a, a hundred times a game? No, not going to do that. Then Joker, you just think that you're going to guard him and wherever you think that you should be, He's going to be somewhere else. Well, the ball will be. Yeah. And you just be watching and praying. <laughs> praying and Joker. watching. Joker was amazing to watch. Uh, it was a great game. Um, and they ended up having a comeback and beating MB. And we talked about Joker the whole time. And Embiid had like a 30.15 rebound game. But James Harden dis disappeared. But, you know. But this is the thing. Joker is by far out of, like, if, if you're talking about really, especially the MVP candidates. Giannis, Joker, and Embiid. Joker is the most frustrating because you're like, I am more athletic than him. He's not faster than me. He's a little bit bigger than me. Not stronger than me, for sure, though. 
But then when you play him, he is just going to whoop your ass. And LeBron James whooped the damn Cleveland Cavaliers ass too. Woo, boy, Kevin Love, we're going to keep you lifted up in prayers. T's and P's <laughs> to you, my friend. Y'all will see that. And if you haven't already seen it, you can go to my Instagram or just go to ESPN. It's going to be there. for. It's going to be an NBA highlight soon, which is messed up. So speaking of LeBron, man, another low look, good job. LeBron became the first player last week to go for 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. First one ever. And last one uh, ever. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Nope. Giannis? Mm, Luca. Early start. I think Play. Giannis can do it. And I think and and Joker could do it too. I think Joker might have started a little too late. Luca started this thing right out of at 18, 19, 19. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that he has a game that's sustainable. Uh he's gonna be able to he's his assist numbers are gonna be there. I assume probably his rebound numbers and he's gonna score. I think I think the boy. But we can't afford for that to happen. I hate to, I hate to say this. <laughs> you can't because that you. Oh, no, oh, no, no. First <laughs> of all, boy, out man, you right. You I don't even know why I just ran myself into this. I will cry. I will, boy. <laughs> I'll be the old ornery man. You remember back when the Hawks they had to make a decision. They picked Trey Young instead of Luca, and, and, and Luca now, man. Luca passed LeBron James in anything. I am going to be heartbroken. I will never be the same. So and, yeah. And also the other point is, is that these European players. Oh, let me let me clarify this. The non-American players are rooting for each other. I just watched the Joel Embiid and Draymond Green interview, and he's like, you know, Joel is like, yeah, we'd rather come over here and beat y'all Americans. And I hadn't really thought about that before, but I was like, well, it's kind of fair. Yeah, I mean. I okay. mean, it, but but you got to think about him. You got Luca, you got Giannis, you got Embiid, and you got Joker. Mm -hmm. There's not really any homegrown big men that are like homegrown athletic big men like that. I mean, who would you? There's not really many that you could point out. They all play. They all play the three now. No matter what yeah. height they are, the guys who mm -hmm. would have played the four and the five. I mean, of course, you got Kevin Durant, who is the greatest scorer of all time. Oh, um, but moving on, man, we only got like two minutes left in the segment, man. Um, ben Simmons has a hernia. Hey, <laughs> I want everybody to go back and listen to every splash cast. I have called him Brokeback Ben since day one, and now y'all should address me as Dr. Norwood um, <laughs> because I am, in fact, a medical professional. I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express last night, and I knew that Ben's back was truly broken. So Brokeback Ben, which you guys thought was a joke, it's a fact. Because it started out as a joke. And there's many layers to that joke that we will not expound on. His but, back is broken. <laughs> Still. He does have a herniated disc. So, I mean, T's and P's get well. But um, 
And then, so, but we do laugh. And whoever told me, and whoever told me that his injury came from sitting on the bench for so long, you're an evil person. And then, uh, we, we do like to, uh, we do enjoy 76er fans tears. So now we also enjoy. I use him as instant hand sanitizer. We use New York. So what do you use New York Knicks fans tears as? Because they're sad because Tibbs is staying put as their head coach next year that has already been said by the leadership. New team, uh, new leadership, same letdown. <laughs> really don't I have anything n- to say. We knew it was going to happen because it they got a nothing, double down. It's nothing better than, than making sure that Tibbs is here for another season so you can just grind down Julius Randle even more. You can waste R.J. Barrett's prime. Cam Reddish won't play. Oh, man. I, I the strategy that you guys are playing with is impeccable. I support it, and I look I look forward to what you guys are going to do in the future. <laughs> yeah, man. So they're I mean, to me, their future is busted. So I, it, it is what it is, man. But um, speaking of futures being busted, it's March Madness. It was March Madness, where everybody has been talking. You know, everybody tries to do a bracket. Splashcast, we were going to do a bracket challenge. We set it up. And they broke it. The first weekend, Kentucky lost. And that was the end of everybody's bracket (laughs) in the world. There were 70 brackets left that were untouched. And after the next day, the 32, no brackets are are saved. All of them are gone. Imagine we all took the same test and everybody in the world failed it. Everybody in the world failed the same test on the same questions. In high school, you'd be like, hey, can you grade this on a curve? <laughs> you gotta grade it on a curve, bro. You can everybody can't fail. So and it's always uh, a smart person. I would not, I definitely would not have failed this test. If you don't get your ass in here with everybody else who failed, you failed fact, too. Baylor just lost. They were the number one seed, uh, and they just lost the UNC. Um, so and Duke and Michigan State went down and said, wow, we've had some great games, which you always will have in um, in the in the NCAA tournament. And it seems like this year's Cinderella is St. Peter's out of New York, New Jersey, um, who's been playing well. Uh, and Gonzaga, speaking of homegrown tall guys, Chet Holmgren is playing so well, but he is 111 pounds at seven feet one. And he looks like he's 111. He's really like 160 at seven foot one. So (laughs) he looks like he could be the next great big man phenomenon because he played, he's averaging almost four blocks a game because he has like a nine foot wingspan or something stupid like that. But he's so skinny, so skinny, but he looks like he's going to Gonzaga always looks great till they get to the Elite Eight. So now they're in Elite Eight. We're looking for them to fail again. Okay. So now that we've talked about Chet Holmgren, not even the best Holmgren. Mike Holmgren by far. Chet, show me what you look like in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this play 50 million times. Especially from Gonzaga. Every time you get there and, and then you show up and then you're exactly who we thought you were going to be. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, what was, what was old boy that played for Iowa? 
I ain't, I don't even think I've seen him hit the floor. Luca Garza. He's in the G League. He was a killer last year in March Madness, though. I never believed in him. Um, don't believe in Chet. <laughs> Memphis, they played Chet and then played Memphis, and that was a good game. Uh, Imani Bates was out there playing for the first time this year in this in the tournament, and he played okay, but he's another guy that's going to have to prove it. But on the women's side, there's been a whole lot of uh, interesting games. And shout out, shout out, Olivia Miles of, is it Notre Dame? Yes. Yes, Notre Dame. First fresh ACC freshman of the year. I don't, I, she may have been ACC. I know she's rookie of the year, ACC rookie of the year. She's the first freshman to record a triple-double in the NCAA women's tournament. They are currently playing Arkansas at the number four seed, and they beaten. it was 41 to 15 last time I looked. 41 to 15. And she is like playing, she's like, she plays power forward, but she plays point forward. So the oh, same she's evolution. On, she's on triple double watch again. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, I was watching her She has she nine assists and just one turnover. She's it's unfair. She, <laughs> she's, she's, oh, so, he got to turn the ball over every time. Flashback, so, flashback, 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 flashback. Let's talking about the evolution of basketball is not limited to just men's basketball. Women's basketball has probably evolved faster than men's basketball. And it, they, Olivia Miles is doing things. She's looking like the female coming of Magic Johnson. Like she out here, no look passes, uh, shooting from half court, uh, post up game, rebounds, big man and talking trash. And she got direct specs. So uh, she out here. The whole grant. <laughs> I will, there is another evolution to women's basketball, but we will discuss that at a different time, different place. You talking about dunks or are you talking about stuff that we don't? Oh, splash of the week. <laughs> nope, not that. Not that. Not that. That, that is actually the opposite. If, if, if we was going in one direction, this would be going in the exact opposite direction. Um, but I just. Uh, she had. 9.7 rebounds, 12 assists. Uh, and but they won 108 to 64. Does she want <laughs> to play for the Hawks? I have a <laughs> I have a guy who I would love to trade for you. You she play, you're responsible, efficient. you're efficient, you don't shoot the ball a hundred times. Hey man. And you know what? Back to that splash of the week. You know what? Let her get on out there and uh let's look for some equality. <laughs> Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to Olivia Miles. But we come to the end of our NBA segment. We went over a little bit, uh, about six minutes over. But we had a lot to talk about. We didn't really even get into depth into March Madness like that for real, but we will next week. And, of course, the NBA season is is um, coming to a close. I think most teams have about 10 games left. So Yeah, Hawks uh, might, might have exactly 10 games left, <laughs> and then the season be over. With that being said, man, we are now going to get to our football NFL news around the league where – the entire league just blew up this weekend. Um, Y'all stay tuned. Yeah. And always remember, your life could be like Sadiq Bey. Just do what you want to. You could have the night of your life. <laughs> We 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 49 of the Splashcast, the Around the League edition. Uh, we are now getting into our news around the NFL football. NFL, 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 uh, hell, hell for us because we don't have, oh, we do have a quarterback now. Free agency started off with a boom. Um, there is, of course, Aaron Rodgers. There was, of course, uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers re-signing. Devontae Adams going to the Las Vegas Raiders to be reunited with Derek Carr. Uh, Tom Brady came back. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Got $230 million guaranteed by the Cleveland uh, Clowns. The, the Cowboys somehow messed up the signing of Randy Gregory. Lyle Collins, who ended up going to the Bengals, who very quietly have made all of the right moves in the offseason. Um, Russell Cowboys, Wilson. Okay. Cowboys, Cowboys did get Dante Fowler. <laughs> Damn fools. <laughs> y'all, y'all get there. Y'all get Dan Quinn tricked y'all. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> tricked y'all. I swear <laughs> to God, if there was any other week, I would rename this whole damn episode Dan Quinn tricked y'all. But we can't. Uh so. Those were, and there were uh, so many other moves that happened. Um, Matt Stafford got a four-year extension of $160 million guaranteed. Kirk Cousins got more guaranteed money. Um, Hold but- on. I'm out. I'm the fuck out here. Number one, shout out to Matt Stafford for being paid for having one real legitimate season. He's going to make all the money ever one to half, be made. One half legitimacy 0.5 we're doing fractions here now and kirk cousins getting paid for never amounting to anything who who gets more of that kirk cousins or chase daniel because chase daniel has made 80 million dollars over the life of his contract over the life of his football uh career and he is a backup and he's been a backup So I'm going to say that, make sure I word this right. It's got to be Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is a QB1. He's never been a good QB1. So is he really a QB1 then? Well, yes, because he starts. He always starts. Taysom Hill started. And was named starter quarterback. Tameus... His career, his career is going to be over. Who's a better quarterback? Who's a better Kirk Cousins or Tyrod Taylor? It's tough. No. I, I, I am a Tyrod fan. We all I, are. He got screwed I, over. He got punctured yes. low. I mean, it's you go get Houston, the down ticket anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just I like Tyrod and. He's a good football player everywhere he goes. I'll give you a perfect example of another guy who I love, Jacoby Brissett. You love him because he went to Florida. No, I don't. I love Jacoby Brissett because everywhere he's gone, he's gone as a backup, and then he eventually gets the starting job. When he played for the Patriots, he started a little bit with the Patriots. Went to Indy, started with Indy. And he, signed, and, and he actually negotiates all of his own contracts. He doesn't have an agent. 
Yeah, I easy love. to negotiate. Ain't nobody gonna sign him long term. It's easy to negotiate a contract that ain't long term. But people still don't do it. It's people who one year in that thing out and paying an agent every year. So just because it's easy, don't mean that everybody can do it. And he continues to do it. I, I hope he plays another 15 years. Uh, we don't have that many black quarterback journeymen outside of like Charlie Batch. Uh, so yes, I want to see a guy, an African-American man, hold a clipboard for his entire career and get paid copious sums of money. Makes me feel all woman fuzzy on the inside. I'm thrilled about it. So all of those news and movements were no newsworthy. Russell Wilson to the Broncos, all of that. And then Deshaun Watson just came out of nowhere. <laughs> Here's a joke there. Just came out of nowhere and he's things that he specializes <laughs> in doing coming out of nowhere. Oops, just and just lit the world on fire for three days. Uh, called the five time out, time okay. out, time out. I see a business venture for me and you. We can get together and write the Deshaun Watson biography titled Coming Out of Nowhere. <laughs> the Deshaun Watson story. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, well, that would be a what true crime documentary. Uh, but anyway, Deshaun came out and said, I want to go. I'm, he already requested a trade. Allegedly, he called the Falcons, called the Saints, the Browns inquired, the Panthers inquired. A lot of teams inquired, but those teams gave them the four best offers, the Texans, the four best offers. And allegedly, he was all set and ready to go to the Falcons. And then Cleveland came back and said, we will offer you $230 million, fully guaranteed, he went to the Falcons, said, hey, this is what they offering. Falcons said, listen, brother, you're too rich for my blood. Fold. You and know Deshaun how they do Watson it. goes to the Cleveland you know how they Browns. do it at the casino? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out, dog. Just throw in the cards, bro. So Deshaun Watson is, went to Cleveland. Why is that? So what was the fallout and the ramifications of Deshaun going to Cleveland? Baker Mayfield, who... I ain't uh, never seen nobody be extra regular sure and demand a trade. How you going to demand a trade to nowhere? I thought you were going to say the masseuse prices went up in Cleveland. Um, Slightly. You said what? <laughs> <laughs> who? Oh, who is the <laughs> masseuse? And, like, how do you tell people? Yeah, so I – because now if you tell me you're a Deshaun Watson masseuse, you signed up for it. <laughs> and you, you, this is what your job is at this point. They uh, also said that his favorite book is uh, the the Ben Carson book. Gifted, Gifted. <laughs> Yeah, because it has a happy ending. That's why. That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Lord. Yo. <laughs> The jokes write themselves, ladies and gentlemen. Man. This was off the cuff. but uh, And, and yeah. the book is only 20 bucks. <laughs> I mean, fitting. Yeah. Um, but Because there was more jokes there. but I, And I'm ready. We lost, <laughs> we, lost ready. we lost Matt Ryan. I'm losing my mind. Least we can do is laugh at Deshaun Watson. I'm, 
Oh, oh there it was. There it was. <laughs> there it was. I was going to make the. That was the line. It was like, well, I don't know Boy. where the line is. Right there that you were about to step up. You had the edge like, oh, no. Oh, no. But um, Deshaun, so the, the fallout of him going to Cleveland, I don't like Baker Mayfield. Norwood says he likes Baker Mayfield. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, let me clarify my, my point of view. I liked his confidence. Yeah, I about to say, you, you about to move the goalposts because you have said a multiple. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I like Baker I liked, Mayfield. I liked his confidence, but I'm also not a fool. I've That's seen what he's done with Jarvis. I've seen what he's done with OBJ. I've seen what he's did with David Njoku. I've seen what he's done with Austin Hooper. I've seen what he's done with Nick Chubb. I've seen what he's did. He's done with uh, Kareem Hunt. You can't get it done with that. Then I, I'm not stupid. I'm not doubling down on dumb. You can't get it done, <laughs> son. And then you won't ever get a team that good again. And you are requesting a trade like you are good. Like that's like Carson Wentz going to the Colts and saying, "I'm requesting a trade." Like, wait, you, you the reason we lost. Now, Baker Mayfield, I will shoot a little bit of bail. He was clearly hurt. Last year, the second half of the season, he was clearly hurt. He had, like, three braces on. But, but see, this is, this is the thing. I, I, I don't say I like to. It's a part of my career. In every career I've ever had, I've had to spend a lot of time negotiating. I'm just going to ask some very regular, fair question. Hey, son, what do you think you were? That'll let me know everything I need to know about Baker Mayfield, Shaker Mayfield, Quaker Mayfield, uh, Mayfield ice cream, whatever it is. Do you think you're worth a first? Who do you think will pay it? Do you think you're worth a second? The Toronto Argonauts. And I'm and and I would actually be I'll be as confident as to say, go negotiate your deal. You can go get somebody to get me a first or second. I'll be more than happy. More than happy to get you wherever, wherever they believe in you. So that was one of the fallouts was Baker Mayfield requesting a trade. But then um, everybody thought he was going to go to the Colts because the Colts are really a quarterback away. And then Matt Ryan was pissed off because of how the Falcons went after the Deshaun and then the Falcons don't want to pay him. Which they got to pay him anyway. Um, no, we had to pay him no more money though. Yeah, dead cap space, forty million dollars. Yes, he wanted more money and more years. I'm not paying you, Matt Ryan. You've got so Matt, you got Matt Ryan ended up having the leverage in the situation after we didn't get Deshaun Watson. Fine. He ended up going to the Colts, which is a perfect system for him in a perfect situation. Shout out to Matt Ryan. So now Baker can't go there. So he's a man without a team. So then everybody was like, well, Matt Ryan left the Falcons. Who are the Falcons going to go after? They could go after Baker Mayfield. Five minutes after the trade, the Falcons official Twitter released a statement that said, we are not interested in Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who I ain't interested in. It's that fool right there. Now, I do think that, I think the Arthur Smith is a very, I, I'm not going to say very smart, but he ain't dumb. I think that he was working in Mariota back channel almost immediately. He's like, you know, there's a guy I'm familiar with. Let me go grab him. I'm not touching Baker. 
and I feel like Jimmy's going to be expensive. I also think that Jimmy is going to end up in Seattle. I think that Pete, I don't think that that anybody wants Baker Mayfield right now. So you think Baker Mayfield is going to be a, because uh, you oh. said that he was prepared to sit out, which sounds like that's going to be an involuntary move anyway. So if Jimmy G goes to Seattle at this point in the, the, Fal- the Falcons, first off, let me, let me respond to what you said. I don't think Marcus Mariota was like in the works right then and there. I don't think he was our first choice of anything. I think that Marcus Mariota was like, well, this is probably going to be our cheapest option. And when we went down the list, it was like, might as well sign them. It'll be the easiest to pass the time. We can build a team and everybody else and then try and, to go get a quarterback. And he, and he may not actually suck. We don't know. But I, I think that he'd be the easiest one to – if it doesn't work out, I think we can wash our hands and say, all right, we tried it. You get with Baker, you're going to have spotlight. So Jimmy much drama. Marcus Mariota yes. has no drama. Yes, and the Falcons at this point, you know, Arthur Blank is either like, bring me Deshaun, and whatever that comes, that's fine. I'm not doing no mid-drama. Either you have to be really good, and I'll just deal with the foolishness that comes with that, or you got to go home. And I think that Jimmy is going to command just because his record. Jimmy Jimmy G's record is He's so amazing. He's lost yes. like eight, eight regular season games his whole career. So you just you somebody and I think I think him and Pete Carroll will probably be okay together. I think that Pete will probably, you know, find a way to try to make him better. I think that he can go there and, and have DK Metcalf. I, and you know, and I Tyler and, Lockett. And the Tyler Lockett and and they got Seattle, a shit ton of draft picks too. And and they kind of can make it work. They find a way to make it work with their running game. When they had Penny, when they had uh, Marshawn, when they had Chris Carson, they just find a way to, they kind of make it, they kind of like San Francisco where, all right, well, we'd love to have a really good running back, but if we don't have the best running back, we'll still find a way to have a pretty good running game. And I think that would be the best transition for them. And Jimmy gets to stay on the West Coast. And I don't think that anybody wants Baker. I do foresee that as, as these chairs keep going, it looks uh, like uh, you're running out of chairs, though. You know, there's one chair that's open. Houston. He's a Texas kid. I think that it's a train wreck, and I think that's that's what he enjoys. So, you know, I think he's Baker a Texas had, kid. He's he a Texas had the kid. time of his life wrecking the Houston Texans. I can see him going to Carolina because another fallout of Deshaun not going. The oh, other team that was, was New Orleans, the last three, allegedly before the Browns came in the picture, was New Orleans, Carolina, and the Falcons. Boy. The Falcons you, traded Matt Ryan. How, huh? Did you see how quick the Saints called AX? They was like, hey, hey, I know we so, had all. Um, yeah. So New Orleans. <laughs> didn't work out, but. The Falcons got Mariota traded. Matt Ryan, we don't want Baker. Soon, like you said, as soon as they signed uh Deshaun in Cleveland who wanted to say hey James come on back brother come on two years 20 million dollars whatever it is you hop right in your ex's DMs how you been oh what's up I see I see you been I see I see you been working out yeah <laughs> look like your so, career finally taking off I'm proud of you, oh, you know? man, look at not your dedication even, not even from like a relationship point of view I'm just really you know you've always been a lot to me how your mom doing 
I'm happy to see you, you get, grow as a person. When you get to that, how your mom doing? Hey. And the response is still there. Oh, she doing all right. In there. She I'm in just, there. She just, just asked, asked about you. About you. <laughs> she just asked about you. Boy, women you and not right. boy. <laughs> Y'all are awful. And we and we know the line. We be waiting on it. And you know. The game is to be sold, not told, brother. Everybody knows the game, Shade. And it's you know the conversation. Remix you and her mama movie. probably cool on Facebook anyway. Yep, you be liking. That's how you, that's how you get it. Yep, <laughs> gotta send, gotta send that holiday message real quick. How you, yeah. how, how you doing, Miss Taylor? I, I know okay. we ain't together. I know we ain't together no more. But I want to just let y'all know I really love y'all, man. Appreciate yeah, everything. I, I, I miss, I miss your famous schism by some apple pie or whatever oh, they make. <laughs> it's always no matter what. It's somebody. Flashback. Somebody pie. Yeah, like, you know what? There's a joke there, and you'd be like, you know what? I missed that. But uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so, having way too much fun. This today. is, this is. I mean, because we last, it's uh, better last. And now we are, mind. we are full coping me mechanisms right now. Everything. So we talked about on the pregame, and this is a point that I wanted to talk about. Matt Ryan went to the Colts, who are now legitimately a contender with what they have they're going the rams route they don't have they had the number one defense number one rushing game they don't have any draft picks for real they're going they're screwed in picks they're trying to get people the thing though that makes them a contender is not a contender for the super bowl it makes them a contender <laughs> to make the playoffs thank you for that whole that. afc is you got russell wilson with the broncos you have matt ryan with the uh with the Colts now, you still have Allen, Josh Allen in, in Buffalo. You still have Joe Burrow and the Bengals who have literally signed a brand new offensive line. Then you have... Oh, they didn't waste no time. They said, hey, Lyle everybody, hey, if you was a lineman last year, this was your last year. <laughs> Find the door. We're hiring all new guys over here. <laughs> Keep your jersey. Leave your jersey. We don't care. We're going to start with new numbers, new players, <laughs> new people. Your new time Jersey. here in Cincy, yeah, shit, we'll send you to New Jersey. <laughs> well, I don't care where you go, but you and what, hey, man, y'all y'all literally let Carl, uh, not Carl, you let Burroughs' leg fall off the first year, mm -hmm. and y'all came back the very next year and let him get sacked 110 more times. And, and nobody stopped him. And Lyle Collins, that's the first thing he said. He said, Joe, you don't have anything to worry about now. Nobody ever touch you again. <laughs> I think that's a lie. But So, you, I mean, and the AFC, we still haven't even gotten to Patrick Mahomes, haven't gotten to Lamar Jackson, haven't <sighs> gotten to Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who have literally signed. They've had a really good offseason. They already had a yes. good defense. They added Khalil Mack. They, they re-signed... Um, um, the receiver, Mike Williams. Like, they, Justin Herbert is playing well. Uh, the AFC is insane. Now, it is a royal, royal rumble. Also, RIP to my man, Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. I don't know if we covered that in the last part or not, but very important to me, my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Um, but as, as a whole... Outside of that, I mean, the AFC, it is a gauntlet for the top six teams. After that, you know, 
they ain't really too tough. You got Jacksonville, Houston, New York Jets, Miami, New England Patriots. Miami has Tua, and the Patriots have Mac Jones. They're supposed to be – oh, you got to put the Raiders in there too. Raiders are the AFC West. Yeah, I mean Raiders, Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there's really no AFC teams in the Midwest, are there? Denver, Denver. Uh, Denver's Midwest. I don't know. I, I thought they were mountainous region, but whatever. Um, the AFC is a gauntlet. The NFC, ironically, is probably more wide open than everybody else. Or you can look at it from a different perspective and say there's only two good teams. Well, however you want to look at it, two or three good teams. Um, so the NFC is probably going to be the more unpredictable one. The AFC is going to be the more entertaining conference to watch. Oh, which, yeah. Oh, yeah. CBS is the, like, thank you, God. <laughs> the a yes, the AFC has become the Eastern Conference. Man. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Uh, again, Deshaun Watson, uh, the Browns made a move, and there's, they're already counting on him probably being uh, – oh, shout out to the Browns for lying. Um, saying we did our due diligence. We uh we did an extensive background check. The lawyer for the 22 women came out immediately. He, they ain't talked to us at all. No <laughs> ing lying, lying, lying. I ain't who sorry to this man. I do not know who this man is. Uh, <laughs> boy. So, I mean, but, but you know, I don't care if you catch me. I paid him $230 million. I know about his 22 civil suits. He ain't going to jail. What? Whatever if, you say is irrelevant now. You can say I talked to you or not. The the check has been cashed. The bake has been yes. cashed. Come on with it. The deed's been done. Shout out to <laughs> Curtis Snow. Uh, yeah, at this point, all right, well, whatever happens is, is really on him. Like, all right, he got to pay the money, but we didn't give him the money. Ooh, I forgot about Tennessee, who has Derrick Henry. Like, <laughs> you forget uh, about all of that. Like yeah, yeah, but they still got Scammy Hill at quarterback. Yeah, and no Julio now. It's gonna be interesting to see where he lands. Green Bay. Hell no, he's not going to. He's not. Um, he Indianapolis. A, they're recruiting him already too. I think. Uh, the, yeah, he's like, hey man, got this guy I know, but Julio probably like, boy, have you seen us in the red zone? Uh, <laughs> but they got a, they got Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. It'll be no Lord, no. Now that I cannot deal, I cannot deal. If especially like imagine if Julio and Matt reconnect in India and win a Super Bowl, I'll be happy for them. I'll, I'll be, be sad. sad too, though. I'll be happy I'll be sad, a, it because they deserve it, but. We deserve it too, man. Help. <laughs> All right, Help let's, me. Yeah. Help me. Um, and this is where I'm going to end my portion of the podcast. Um, everything going forward for the splash of the week, I will let Reggie handle on his own. You want to talk about Mimi Bolden Morris? Yes, let's cover her first. And then after that, I will just magically disappear. Man, you a punk. Because this and that I don't care. I'm going to say how I feel about that. That's some bullshit. Well, ladies and, and gentlemen, uh, y'all stay tuned for the splashes of the week. We're going to discuss Leah, the Leah Thomas controversy 
And uh, I'm going to say my piece. Uh, and if you don't like it, let us know. Let us know how you feel about it. We are adults. We can have conversations. Just don't be disrespectful. And, you know, I, I feel a certain No, go way ahead and be disrespectful. This is, I specialize in disrespect. You come <laughs> over here playing with me. So, uh, but y'all stay tuned, man. Y'all stay tuned. We come to the end of our football segment. Uh, we are now going to get to the splashes of the week. And, boy, it is splashy. And make sure, <laughs> let's do Mimi first. Let's go ahead and get that. And then we close close it on out. With, <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the final segment of episode 49, the Around the League edition of the Splashcast titled When It All Falls Down, our splashes of the week, man. This will be interesting. Yes. Nope. Let's, I'm starting with mine first, and you splash your ass on out of here however you want to. Um, we want to take the first moment here as a time to celebrate. We want to celebrate Miss Mimi Bolden-Morris. She is the first female uh, graduate assistant in the at a Big Ten program. She is now uh, she finished her basketball career with Georgetown, and now she is moving over to Michigan to become a graduate assistant. I'm excited. Uh, you know, John Harbaugh. This this is something good. I like it. Uh, she has she's earning her master's degree in sport management. I earned my undergraduate degree in sport management. Uh, she is considering Michigan's Gerald R. Ford School of Public Policy and Social Work uh, here next after she uh, graduates. And uh, Reggie, how you feel about it? Man, that's dope, man. I, I, it's dope and also kind of sad that we are in 2022 and we're still having so many firsts. Um, I am happy. Uh, that she is going to be the first female grad assistant coach. Uh, she obviously has paid her dues. And one thing that I've learned about speaking with some of our elders uh, is that when you're the first to do something in anything for gender or race or anything with equality, it comes with a lot of backlash, a lot of hate mail, a lot of um, evilness in the world that doesn't necessarily get the publicity. So while I do want to congratulate her, I hope that uh, it's University of Michigan, right? Correct. I hope that Michigan has a plan to surround her in a cocoon to prot uh, and protect her against the bigots of the world. Um, not uh, and, that are also at the University of Michigan, by the way. There's bigots and, everywhere. And as you as you say that, I funny enough had a conversation with one of my frat brothers last week. And, you know, we just kind of, you know, talking about a little bit of everything. And then somehow, you know, we fall upon, he integrated uh, one of the first schools in Birmingham, like one of the first elementary schools in Birmingham. And you're right. It's, you need to be protected, but also is one of those things that has been formative in his life. He's extremely successful in all of his endeavors. Uh, just an overall great guy. Uh, excellent member of my fraternity, excellent member of uh, Hampton University. Uh, but it just being able to kind of sit with him and let him talk to me about that, 
is kind of mind blowing. Like this is, this is a friend of mine. I consider him a close friend of mine. And for him to sit down and tell you about how he integrated a school and it just seems like time is so long until you really get into some reference points. And you're like, Nope, that wasn't really that long ago. Mm-mm. Uh, I have kind of the same story with my dad. My dad was one of the first to integrate, uh, I think it was Columbia middle school in Columbia, South Carolina. And he had a different experience. Uh, the experience to where he doesn't talk about it a lot. Um, and then he also was like the first black engineer at Texas Utilities, which became digital equipment, which then got bought out by AT&T, which got bought out by Cisco. I'm sorry, got bought out by Cisco Systems, which got bought out by AT&T. And they used his tool. They still use his tool all over the place. He was one of the main uh, innovators in the buyback program for electricity, where large plants can actually sell their electricity back on non-peak hours. Nerd stuff, I know, but that's a big deal in the utility industry. Absolutely. Um, but he talks about how the pressure that you're under a microscope and that back then people didn't have the environment to, to help them, you know, especially and in the corporate world as children, you did because you had the community. We were a much more tight knit community back then, but in the corporate world and the professional world in which Mimi Bolden Morris is going into sports is still a profession, which is still a job. Absolutely. Very, very, very important that they have a plan in place to shield her from all the BS and allow her Absolutely. to talk about and, her experience. And it's still football. As a person who's played football, you've played football. Dealing with football players as and as a person who dealt with them in like college and, and you know, as, as as a tutor. Dealing with basketball players for the most part is kind of one way dealing with football players. It's a whole different animal. And I just hope that the coaching staff around them is, is hopefully coaching these players. Right. I hope that these players understand this is a woman and you need to respect this woman. And I just, I hope for the best. This, this is important. This is pivotal. This is large. And I just hope to see way more of this in the future. Yeah, man. But shout out to Mimi Bolden Morris. We will definitely keep an eye out on this uh, Michigan ball is in your court. Moving on to our final topic. Um, so there has been a controversy brewing um, with transgender athletes. Uh, I think during the Super Bowl, Adidas released a commercial with that was narrated by Lizzo, where they were talking about women empowerment. And then at the end, she said, I should be able to compete in a sport as a trans woman little known to me that that was basically based on the Leah Thomas controversy. Leah Thomas is a trans woman. And for those that don't know, a trans woman is a person that was born a male, but identifies as a female. The difference between trans woman and a transsexual woman is that it's basically pre-op post-op. I don't feel that it's fair for Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas is a college swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania. She has smashed all the records um, in female sports. And she's now a national champion. The thing is, she was not born a woman. 
I don't think that this is fair. I don't think it's fair because at the end of the day, in certain sports, body type makes a big difference. Bone density makes a big difference. I'm not going to get into the biology part of it because I'm not a biologist, but there is a clear and present advantage for men versus women in some sports and for women versus men in some sports. And if you don't regulate that, then at the end of the day, to me, a woman or a man can dress up as a woman and say, you know, I'm now a trans woman and go compete against natural born women. It happened in a more violent sport in MMA, mixed martial arts, where a Brazilian trans woman cracked the skull of a natural born woman because you are a man, you six foot two, 225 pounds fighting five foot eight women, five foot seven, 130 pound women. And you beating them down. Like to me, it gives you an, a clear advantage on the field, in the pool, in the octagon, on the court, whatever. And if it's not regulated, now some women people have said they've been met with protests and saying this is the end of women's sports. You can look at it that way, or you can look at it as this will be the end of gender specific sports and everybody will be able to play everything, which probably will happen. And if you really want me to be honest, if that happens, the weed is going to be separated from the chaff anyway. I mean, it happened in high school. We had two women playing football for us in high school and they eventually went back and joined the band. Like it's, it's, it's a different thing, but the fact that they were had a courageous enough to go play is commendable, but they didn't play under the guise of I'm a man dressed as a woman, taking whatever as a woman and going to play, play against women. They came in as like, I'm a girl trying to play football. So it's a little different. This, that was my politically correct answer. This is a very, it's an unprecedented place to be. It's a confusing place to be. I'm not confused. And, okay, so this is the other part about this. And I, as you probably see, I was over here doing my Googles. Um, first thing that I thought about was Castor Semenya. And, and please forgive me if I mispronounce your name. She is a woman who was born a woman, has always been a woman, but for whatever reason, naturally has a higher, higher testosterone. testosterone. From South Africa? From Africa. Y yes, correct. Disqualified. That's nothing that she did. Nothing. Just be born, be alive. Hey, this is what I got. Disqualified because, because her testosterone levels are too high. Now you have Leah, who actually participated in the sport as a man. Man, was not yes, was not very good as a man. Came back to the sport as a woman and is now dominating. I'm not going to tell anybody else how to feel because it's not my position. But I will say that if it was me, I would be very unhappy with this. I would, I would be, frankly, I'd be angry. A lot of the female athletes, and when I say female, naturally born, I have to say that now, naturally born female athletes. 
and their teams and their coaches were like, uh, we considered the only reason that we participated is because they put in all of this work to get to this point. It would be unfair for us to say, we're going to boycott and not do it. You've done this at this point. Some of them your have whole done life. this their entire life. Then get I get here. Point. And me also as a habitual line stepper, uh, I do follow rules, but I try to get to, you know, as close to unfollowing them as possible. Then what? what is this? Like, this becomes, this unravels everything. So if LeBron James is done with his NBA career, does he want to go dominate the WNBA and who stops him? I, I don't. I don't understand how this works out. I don't want to. I want to also be clear. I'm not looking to exclude anybody. I'm not looking to make people feel something that they are not. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I want to be fair and and you know respect everybody's opinions and feelings. But at the same time, if I I have to acknowledge that there's a clear cut advantage. And even moreover, I do not have any children, but if I did have a child, I'm not sure how comfortable I'm going to be with my child participating with somebody who has a clear, like a, a above and beyond clear physical advantage. Now, if you just slow, son, you slow. If you ain't, if you don't, if you're not as strong as the other person, my daughter, then you just got your butt whooped. But this, there is a clear division in sports for a reason. There's women's basketball and men's basketball. And there, there is, yeah, go ahead. There, there is no co-ed basketball team. And that's for a reason. It's not like they just did this for the sake of let's separate them. There is an advantage for one and, and you want to keep competition fair. You want to make it reasonable. And the way that this is set up and moving forward, I'm not sure if this is fair and or reasonable. I don't understand how you could advocate for this. To me, the, the short-term answer for me in this issue is that you have to, do, if you're going to have trans athletes, you need to have trans, their own trans comp competition. You need to have trans women competition, trans men competition. Or an opt-in league where, hey, anybody can play. Like, if, if you wanted to do a – I'm trying to think of something that, that kind of you could be, be a quick fix, like a big three. But, all right, well, play whoever you want to. Then that's one thing. But if, I, if I've been – as a athlete, as a person who went to practice every day, if I got there – and I had to compete against Six somebody who was five, yes, dude. Or, or, or I mean, well, you know what? You know how good I would have been in women's basketball in high school. I would have been dominant, man. As a senior playing against some nine-year-old girls, I mean, not nine-year-old girls, ninth-grade girls. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know what league I would play in the WNBA, NBA, All-Star, Co-ed League. Um, sometimes I don't have an answer, but this ain't the answer. And I'll leave it at that. It's not. 
It's not the answer. And for those that disagree, again, I invite you to this conversation. Um, I do not agree. Like I said, I do not agree with it. I do not agree with the stance of that you should be able to compete. But if if that's what you want, then you've got this to figure out a way to make it fair. And I think that's the biggest thing. Plus, as you stated before, I do not like the hypocrisy of it. And it, you know where it's really going to get interesting? Because we are two men. This is women's business. Y'all have to figure out how to figure this out. And that is going to make for more awkward conversations. And it's going to take a lot more communication. And I think that this is going to get way worse before it gets any better. And I'm happy that it's not my job to get to the bottom of this because it's tough. This, this, is, a, this is a tough one. And, and you can see, by the way, that me and Reggie are talking about this. Reggie has his beliefs. Reggie believes that this should not be happening. But you have to be sensitive to the climate of today. And, I mean, this is whether you agree with everything or not, this is the climate that we're in. And it looks like that this is the climate that's going to be here for a very long time. Oh, yeah. You might as well take your shoes off and get comfortable. This is the climate. So, uh I don't know what to do. I think that allowing him, her, her, I guess go by her, allowing her to participate opens the door for a lot of stuff. What I'm interested in is if, like what sport could, every sport that a woman could go play against a man is called uh, unisex. There's been not really any sports where a, there, are, there are in terms of like track and field. There's not been really a lot of contact sports where a woman has got, become a man and then competed against men. Right? Because to me, if we're talking about basketball or football or the main sports in here, in here then that there's a clear and present disadvantage. And I think you would actually be celebrated more because you're trying to up the level of yourself to the level of competition. Mm -hmm. I don't want y'all to take that the wrong way. I'm not saying that men are more skilled than women at all things. I'm just saying in the major sports today in America, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, if a woman were to go play in those leagues, there would be a clear physical disadvantage. Yes. And I mean, just think about somebody like, Two people who we champion all the time, Liz Cambage, Brittany Griner. Physically dominant in the WNBA. What are you going to do? You put Andre Drummond up against Liz Cambage? What does That's, that look like? I did, so I'm glad you brought that up because I was staying away from it. Because of Wait, hold on. I will say, program. though, if you do watch Liz Cambage's uh, Instagram, I used to watch it very closely. Uh, not as much anymore. But she does. She practices against guys. Now, when she practices against guys, the guys Dude, who she's so hype. Yes, she is more <laughs> playing against regular human men who have nine to five jobs like myself and will not be going pro in anything. Um. So, like, I, this is, reminds me of when Brittany Griner went up to Boogie Cousins and said, yo, I could join the league and dominate you. And Boogie was like, and the wrong, you know. <laughs> he's the wrong person to go to. 
But I, I like Brittany Griner because she don't give a shit, bro. She and and I will say Brittany Griner, especially with the NBA we have right now, she's tougher than some of the guys in the NBA. Yeah, but I mean, one of them. Uh, you can you know say what? that, but physically, she she can't. No, 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 no. I'm talking about emotional toughness, not strength. Tougher. We talked about one of them today. I think he had like six three points, but I definitely think she's tougher than him. Eh, I don't care. Many times would dominate her. Uh, it, he's stronger it be, than her. He ain't he, tough. And though. that's what we're talking about. We're not talking yes. about yeah, the mental stuff. We're talking yeah. about. Mental stuff has nothing to do with male or female. In but it, but I, I, we talking even, about even Brittany Griner going to play against Cat. Cat would no. dominate her. You I just think, don't like I, him because he's soft. But physically, if she were to join the NBA, Carl Anthony, and he played her every night, he would average fifty points, fifteen no, to twenty rebounds, hundred points, hundred <laughs> points. But I'm just talking more. It's it's like resilience almost. Um. Just, I don't, I don't know how to quantify. I don't know the right word for this one, which is typically I'm pretty good. But yeah, I do think that she has more resilience than Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is bigger, faster, stronger. Of course he is. He's bigger, faster, stronger than everybody else in the world. But it's a different conversation for a different day. Uh, but I just, I would, you know, as people, you know, as people like guys who love sports, I want, and being men, I want to be, I want to, I would like to see the conversation. I don't think that this is a conversation that has anything to do with me. I don't think my opinion means the most other than just a regular human like everybody else. But this is very big for women's sports. And I want to see how it plays out. This is out. a turning point. This is yeah. definitely a turning point. Um, and if it goes the one way, you will now allow basically men and women to compete each, with each other in women's sports. Uh, but you have to make it for men's sports as well. Uh, but then if it goes the other way and you don't allow it and you find out after you're doing your due diligence that is a clear and present uh, advantage, do you vacate? Does the Pennsylvania University have to vacate all of those championships and trophies and all of that stuff? I mean, you think that if they made Reggie Bush give his husband back, <laughs> for doing what everybody else does robbery but um you know this is we're not gonna beat this we we've talked about this for 22 minutes i'm not in support of this i i that is my stance we've talked about it we kind of waffle back and forth about it norwood is a little bit more like this is really not my conversation but my I, opinion I, I, I do not support this at all i think, I think that i think it's unfair I think that currently it is unfair. I'm interested to see how y'all work it out. Yep. Yep. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of episode 49 of the splash cast, the around the league edition and the ATL edition. Uh, we have gone through football, just everything that happened, baseball, basketball, HBCU splashes of the week. Braves, oh. Falcons, Hawks, pregame. We've got it all, ladies and gentlemen. The 12 pack comes out uh, Wednesday. If we didn't miss anything, man, Norwood, take us out, man. Yeah, speaking of ending, we are ending Freddie Freeman's career in Atlanta. We are ending Matt Ryan's career in Atlanta. Uh, we are ending the episode. Uh, yes. So, once again, Tuesday, ATL, 
Wednesday Splash Cash 12 pack. You already heard it. You know what it is, Reg. Thursday, this episode in your ear, out this ear. No, retain it. Think about it for a long time. And then Saturday afternoon live. I have a responsibility this week that I must take care of. And we will be around at 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's messed up when you move time zones. I forget what you call the other one. Um, <laughs> I was like, Mountain? What? Uh, but yes, thank you guys for supporting us. This has been a very, it's been one of my favorite episodes because we've covered a bunch of stuff. It's been some good jokes in there. We have taken plenty of shots at Deshaun Watson. Um, we have touched a, a hotter button topic than we typically do uh, with Leah Thompson. Uh, and of course, we still find a way to make sure that Dion and his family gets all the recognition they deserve. We really appreciate y'all kicking it with us. Uh, number one, more baseball, more black baseball. Baseball's back. Uh, number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Number three, number three, number three. Before we get to number three, once again, remember to go to homedepot.com, go to retool your school and vote for the Hampton University. Since we're talking about Hampton University, the HBCU that you graduated from, send some money over there. The one that's in your neighborhood, send some money there. Then get a big lottery check and put $15 million and put care of Chris Norwood and send that to Hampton <laughs> University on my behalf because I bang with you and you bang with me and we family. That's what we are here. And while we're speaking about family, let's, let's shout out all the guys who support us on Saturday. I affectionately call those guys the world because they bet against us, the Splash Cast, and they've been kind of, you know, giving us the business lately. Um, you. Okay. All right. <laughs> it happens. Players mess up, but I'm bounce back. Um, and I think that's all we have. There's only really one thing. Right, before we, we hang out, remember to follow us on Facebook at the Splashcast fan page. Follow us on YouTube at the Splashcast on Twitter at underscore the Splashcast. You can reach out to us for collaboration at dietmedia at gmail.com. We are also on Twitch at the Splashcast coming soon, April 1st. Get a technology upgrade. We counting down, counting down, counting down. Uh, also, uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, y'all. Because we I, we have been posting, even though we've had this lull of bad where the computer has been messing up, we still are posting our pre-games. We are still having our pre-games. We have a whole series on Instagram. We have a whole series on YouTube. It is also posted to Facebook. You can get in contact with us everywhere, all the time. Engagement. We love y'all. We love how y'all DM us and y'all text us and about the show. Please make sure you leave your thoughts on the YouTube page, on the Facebook page, on the Twitter page as well. And when the technology update is done, you will be able to live stream games with me and Reggie. Um, this is this is by far the piece that I am looking for the absolute most because me and Reggie do this right now just because we're fans of the same team. But I look forward to being able to have the live discussions with you as these things transpire. Um, this technology update is going to be big for us. Splashcast is growing. Next week is episode fucking 50. 50. We've been doing this for almost a year. 
I remember we was like, man, maybe we should start a podcast. Now it's damn near a year later, man. <laughs> 50 episodes. Man. Shout out to all of y'all, the splashers, all of the, the, the businesses that have helped us. Teachers Dance Bag, uh, Cake of ATL. Um, four Lou, Group Marketing. Four Group Marketing. Lou. Everybody. Hey, Lou with the first, first ones with the shirt. Um, shirts, uh, AJB with the with the sweatshirts, uh, rifle wraps, teaching us how to do printful, uh, uh, everything. We appreciate it all. We appreciate it all. We appreciate it all. And with that said, do whatever you want to do, man. Me and Reggie really kicked this thing around for a long time. We, we kind of played and we were like, oh, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. We struggled. We struggled. This is our therapy. If we are, this is 50 episodes is a hell of an accomplishment. I remember when we started, I said a thousand, but that, you know, like, but we're not even considering looking back till we get to a hundred and now to be halfway through to a hundred, we've come a long way. It's a hell of a journey. And I just ask you guys do the same thing in your own life. Find something that you want to do and try it, man. If you fuck it up, fuck it up full do speed. It. About to say, mess it up. It don't matter. What they going to say? Dang, he tried. Yeah, I tried. What'd you do? I mean, get watch rid of the me. fear, dog. Get rid of the fear. Watch me. If anything, Please I could say us. that this has done for us, for me, it has been to not us. operate in fear. I do not. I didn't do a lot of things because I, did, I was scared of failure. But it's interesting when you take the look at everybody fails. You failed at walking until you learn how to walk. You failed at talking until you learn how to talk. You failed at math until you learn math. Or some of it. You failed no, at English. Some of you us learn English. <laughs> but uh, Kevin Durant said, if you put if in front of anything, I feel like I can do it. So if you think you want to do a podcast, if you want to do a journey, if you want to be a journalist, if you want to be a surgeon, if you want to be a baker, if you want to be a blogging site, if you want to be a consultant, if you want to be a travel, whatever you do, just know we're behind you and we'll support you because y'all have supported us. All right. Yes. Just and shout out to all the people who repost all the videos. Man, shout out to my boy Peg, man. Yeah, man. We got to get in this technology upgrade. Also, interviews coming. We got a list of 30 people. They all ain't, mm -hmm. they all haven't replied yet, but we got a list and we're going to bother them until they say yes. Oh, man. They're going to say, they're going to say yes because it's the realest podcast <laughs> in the world. Where do I sign up and how do I get there? But, uh, but with that being said, man, we got to hang out now. <laughs> All right, with that being said, there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Hang out. Hang out. We out this Saturday. Joint. Peace. Let's go, Demon time. 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 Breakfast in bed, mm -hmm. that morning head, mm -hmm. who woulda ever knew? You did your thing, my baby, I got a flight to catch it. She got that first class pussy, girl, that's a super flash. Can't run your game on me, this plane ain't plain to see. Girl, you can't treat me like your ex, he ain't the same as me. Like when you spread them legs, look like the Jordan sign. We don't do titles, we just link up, she said that's the vibe. Demon time, demon time. Demon time, demon time, demon time, demon time, demon time.
scheming time I know she a demon by the way that she posts Her ass is real so it look better than most Came in the studio, brand new chain on You do your thing, know where you got your name from You throw baby, like a smoke and dream Brand new charm, it's from GLD That you roll my weed, on the low don't speed Yours on release, been at work all week, now it's demon time.